0: Hello everyone, today we are speaking to the extraordinary Micah Bedford. He was born in Chennai and grew up in Bangalore and he did all of his studies in India. His family is spread all around the globe between Bangalore, Pondicherry, Nairobi and Liverpool. He also lived outside the country for over half a year where he was in various places, for example in Germany, the Philippines and Greece. Maika is a musician and of late works on new projects involving his production of instrumentals, the playing of the instruments and his performance vocally. He identifies himself as a musician, but overall as an artist. And he also says that writing is uh, something he truly is passionate about as well. Maika, welcome to the EO podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So nice to see you again, Devi. I think the last time I saw you was at uh, Casa Bacardi, right? At the show. Yeah, that was a fun night.
0: Yeah, and I also remember um, that I was there with my best friend, and we were actually in the smoking area. And out of a sudden, Mm -hmm. I hear (laughs) very good music, and I was like, "Oh, is that is that already Hanuman kind?" And then my my best friend is like, "No, no," (laughs) and I was like, "Who is this?" He's. That's so cool. That's so
1: cool. If I could pull you guys in from this walking room, that's that's something. That's dope.
0: <laughs> we also, by the way, later uh, met again in the in the area and just talked, and I complimented his work. And this he's really good, guys. This is true. You have to really listen to his to his work. He's great, actually. So I actually wanted to start with, like, I mean, I have the impression that your family was traveling a lot, and that you know. You traveled a lot and how did it kind of um, influence you when you were younger or a child traveling so much and being...
1: So initially when I was really young, I was exposed to a lot of Western influence and such growing up with my dad playing in his band and everything and having so many classmates from other countries. um, I think that really affected the way I saw music because I grew up with very normalized Western ideas of what music should sound like, you know, and then eventually my my mind opened up to to some forms of music here at home. But I think it really like made it such that I felt like that was my normal, you know, it didn't feel like I was adopting something because it happened so early in my life. The blues rock because of my dad, a lot of jazz that just feels very normal to me. It feels like home. So I think that's a big way that it influenced me, you know, influenced my tastes. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And like, also, like, as a as a person, do you feel like you adapted a lot of things, not only in the arts, but also like the way to deal with things or communication? Do you feel like you also uh, Mm. um, influenced by maybe the Western culture or something like that when it comes to other parts of your life?
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, even even the way my family speaks, I think. It's an anomaly in India because both sides of the family had um, been speaking English for a few generations. So by the time it got down to me, right, this was just the language we spoke inside the home. So my sister and I, very like, not not typical Indians that have grown up in Chennai and and lived in Bangalore or anything like that, you know, linguistically, it's been very different as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, in, in a lot of ways, culturally, all the movies we watched and everything, the way we communicate with each other, the idioms, all of it, you know, it's colored a lot of stuff. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. Yeah, do you do you feel like also? Um, I don't know. Do you feel like when it comes to music and like Indian parents, for example, that it is more of a struggle to kind of prove yourself mm. because you don't want to just be a penniless? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's
1: no, you know? a valid yeah. point, and it's always raised by the parents um, because they know what we're getting into financially, you know. But I feel like I was very lucky. Both of my parents were really supportive. And I think that's a, that's a rare thing, especially in India, considering the expectations that a mm-hmm. lot of parents have on their kids here. Yeah? Um, to go into music is, is, a, is a slightly risky business. You're right, you know. It can go one of two ways. You could end up being fairly penniless until you really make it big. That's what I've seen. That's a recurring trend with everyone. So... My parents did bring it up Mm -hmm. when I decided I wanted to quit college and do this because I just couldn't rationalize the amount of time I was spending on all these other things and I couldn't spend any of it on my music. So they were really open-minded. There were a few discussions to get to that point where they they brought this up a few times and in a very gentle way, which was great. It wasn't like, oh, you can't do music. It's never going to work out. You know, that wasn't the tone. It was just like, you really need to think about this because you're getting into a competitive field where you're not necessarily going to be paid all that much. Unless, you know, you're rolling the Mm -hmm. dice. It's a bit of a gamble. You have to really believe in yourself to take stock. But yes, eventually towards the end of college, when I decided to drop out, they're very understanding. They told me to just pursue it because they could tell I had no mental peace doing all this other stuff. I was doing digital marketing, which was a bunch of time in my day. I was spending six hours at college doing assignment work outside of that. Yeah.
0: That's so great. Like really, this is really cool. That especially also the I think it's very important in general how you communicate about something like that, you know? If you just say mm. you can't do this, it feels like
1: Exactly I really want to. And it can feel like they, say, they don't they don't believe yeah. in you, you know? I know a lot of friends who like they've not had the chance to where it's just completely shut off by their parents or they've been shut down when they tried proposing an idea mm-hmm. and it's like they feel like they you know, no one thinks they can really do it, which is frustrating i can imagine but you were saying for sure Be-
0: yeah no 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 like uh, yeah no that's completely true I, I i agree i but i also think like uh, you know when i think about when i met you 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 speak so ah, good german vielen Dank. uh you've been it's in not that bad <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's kind of rusty
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so. um yeah, for sure. Um, how was it? Like you told me how much you loved Germany. What is it exactly that you loved it so much? Was it just the perfect time in a, your life? Being
1: it was, young, wild, it was and free? an element of that for sure, because it was <clears throat> the first time I was traveling on my own. 17, you know, left the house, flew there on my own. I had to find my way from Frankfurt to Dresden to a tiny town called Herndl in the east. So it was a big, it, it was like an adventure to me, you know, being on the trains, missing a train, figuring out how to get from one place to another. Um, There were a lot of things that I loved about it. To be honest, it goes back to what we were talking about with that whole Western ideal thing, growing up, thinking a certain way, seeing all this stuff in movies. I'm not saying that's the right way to live your life, but when I went there, I'm not gonna lie, I felt so at home because everyone was so well-mannered and they were polite, patient. People on the road would like, wait. If you're a pedestrian, they stop their car, like tell you to go across the road and then go on. That's a big difference. From India, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So I really love that, to be honest. I love the food. Oh, my gosh, I love the food. Yeah, and the people were really just very nice all around. So I had a great time. I love the landscapes. I was in Saxony for a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So but like, I think parts of it. it's mm. like
0: such an adventure to do this by yourself. I think any, sure, yeah, yeah. any experience where you kind of throw yourself into the cold water and you just do it by mm. yourself, I think this is something really valuable. Yeah. yeah, there's
1: a massive learning curve, for sure.
0: Yeah, especially to a foreign country where you also don't know exactly what is right, what is wrong, mm. what is socially accepted, what, what is weird. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Watching all, how other people react when you do stuff. That, that's really true. Did you also yeah. make
0: music in, in Germany or when you were traveling?
1: I did. I wasn't that great of a producer when I was I was only 17 when I went over there and I'd, I'd only been producing for like a year. Mm-hmm. But I met this, I had this roommate, his name was Simon, and he was fairly established rapper already, and he used to rap in German, and I loved his stuff. We used to sit together and produce when I was over there, so that was a lot of fun, learned a lot, yeah.
0: That's really Got cool. Got to perform
1: a little bit, two gigs as well, small ones, very small.
0: That is super cool, I didn't yeah, even know that. Yeah, it was that. awesome. And do you do you like when you were growing up, what do you think was your biggest influence when it comes to making your own music, like your role models or the people you can identify the most?
1: Mm. My role models, I feel like the first person that I really genuinely enjoyed listening to was like John Mayer. When I was in sixth grade, I heard Waiting on the World to Change. I think that's the first song that I distinctly remember thinking after hearing it i thought you know i need to i need to be able to do some of that i need to either be able to play the guitar or sing because i felt chills going down my spine when i heard that song And i was like this is ridiculous music is really something you know i was 11 so I was like, damn this is crazy so that's when i remember it starting john mayer was a huge one a lot of these um a lot of musicians my dad showed me eric clapton sting these guys i grew up with And uh, yeah, there's a great deal of comfort with rock and roll. It feels like home because of my dad. And uh, besides that, as I grew a little older, it was Frank Ocean, Brockhampton, Daniel Caesar. um, Oh, yeah. A lot of prog metal when I was in the 10th grade. Periphery, Tesseract. So yeah, it's pretty spread out, I'd say. But there have always been a few musicians in all of these genres where it's like, wow, they're just doing something different, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Gives gives you the courage to do, like go out there as a musician, be creative, do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, but like I think also the, the, there's a big misconception for many people about being a musician just actually means that you're communicating your life to mm, the audience. There's a lot more. To... You know, in the sense of like, you know, the, the, it's like um, you are you are creating music based. Mm-hmm. Also for me, it's like this. I create music based on my memories, my emotions, my thoughts. What is it for you, like for your creative um, path and creative flow? What, what, what do you do? Like what, where do you kind of get your... It depends. It's a lot is- of,
1: it's very similar to what you said, you know, for what you do for your process. It's similar to that. It's a lot of memories. It's uh, when I'm feeling very strongly about something that's happened in my life or I feel strongly for another person that I know well. And I feel like I could empathize with that. The song comes out of that sometimes. It usually starts with a chord progression and then it just progresses really fast. So an inspiration can be can be anything, you know, it can be just a mood. Oftentimes when I'm with a producer and um, they've made the entire beat already and it isn't something I've written from scratch, um, <clears throat> the instrumental will give me a cue, like a mental cue. It'll give me an atmosphere in my head. And then I'll just be like, oh, this makes me think of... Uh, being in the 10th grade and getting turned down from, by some random girl, you know? And then lyrics will just come out of that. And then I'll make them rhyme as best I can. And then I'll switch the words up, think of the best floor, really sit with it. And then it turns into a song. Difficult to put my finger on it, but I feel like it, an influence can be from anywhere in your life. You know, you can perceive the same thing a hundred different ways. And on a specific day, you might feel like writing about it. But yeah.
0: Yeah, There's a lot more to it yeah. than just
1: that would, you know, when you mention the misconception. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like, I, yeah, I mean, like, um, it is so funny because I'm thinking about so many mm-hmm. people in my life who always, like, called me and asked me, is this song about me, you know? Or, like, somebody's calling me from, I didn't talk to him for, or for her, mm-hmm. with her for a long time, from somewhere in the world. It's like, well, he's like, was that for, for our time <laughs> that we had or was that for was me that or something? Was that about
1: our time <laughs> together? What did you say? That's the that's the question.
0: I mean, like sometimes it is. But like you said, I think there's a lot of elements exactly. that you draw from. It is not, not as only cut always, as like okay, one of course experience are, or
1: something. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Because I think like a lot of things come together mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. create anything. You know what I mean? Are you doing also other things than just creating amazing music?
1: Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. But I am doing some other things. Um, I'm doing a few things to make sure that I make enough money to take care of everything and let the music be its own thing because I've realized that if if I try to depend on that for money, it's a challenge, you know, especially mm. in India, it's not the easiest thing to make um as much as I'd want to offer my music because even besides the streaming, which is absolute ass, like the amount of money you make off of streaming, Spotify, Apple Music, and everything. Mm. Um, the gigs have all been gone for a few months. The last, the, the second last gig I got to do is the one where I met you. After that, mm-hmm. there was one more the next week, and then the day after that, they just shut everything down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been doing some voiceover work. I've been doing, I've been trying to get into mixing podcasts for people, you know, for a fee. I've been doing that too. I've been uh, focusing on ideation for a podcast of my own with a friend of mine we have a really cool idea. And besides that, I'm actually going to be teaching music lessons for kids tomorrow onwards for a little while um, on this platform. So there's a few things, you know, a few things here I and there. I love
0: that. Yeah. yeah, like a true entrepreneur. I love that. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I'm figuring it out. You know, I feel like uh, despite the fact that The times are confusing and everything. There's a few smart avenues that I can take. And I'm doing a bit of crypto investing on the side. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: I'm like fairly impressed.
1: Cover all my bases.
0: I mean, you are such a great example for like during the pandemic. I mean, it is such a hard time. It Mm, was mm -hmm. and still is Mm -hmm. for so many of us. But to kind of say, okay, I try to utilize... As much as I can to do as much mm. as I can yeah, in those absolutely. times and adapt, adapt, you know, how was it for you when you felt like or when you found out there's so many possibilities I can actually kind of grow now, even if it's all online. When was that turning mm. point for you?
1: That turning point. it's Interesting. You should ask. I had a month of like. nothing's working. What's going on? You know, that kind of just figuring it out, getting a little worried by the whole thing. Um, fairly tough time. But after that, I, I just realized that it, it it's completely true. I either have to adapt or die. You know, if I want to be extreme, it's not that extreme. I mean, in my, my case, it's adapt or go back to Pondicherry and live with my family, which is also great. There's privilege there. But um, at a certain point, I just realized that if I'm going to make this happen, it might not be the exact way I want it. So I just have to put one foot in front of the other Try my best. Otherwise, I won't even be able to look myself in the mirror at the end of the day, which is the worst punishment. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah that was about two or three months ago. Yeah, around that time. Mm. This was soon after the lockdown started. It was a couple of weeks of just confusion. And then I was like, you know what? If everything's going to be online, I might as well learn how to make money out of this. Yeah.
0: That's great. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's true. Like, you... I... <laughs> We all were like kind of in India. Oh, Corona yeah. is over. Now. Wait, <laughs> one, second. one second. Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, we were all yeah, no, 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 so no, but, in January. It almost makes me feel guilty. It's changed a lot.
0: Yeah, but I am really like, I think mm. we recharged in this time. We recharged and that's why we took the second wave, not so hard as well, but like it would have been very hard like in many countries to just more than a year and a half have
1: Mm.
0: nothing open, no possibilities to go out. It would, it would have been even harder. I'm very happy that we had. That's such a great perspective. And also, I mean, I got to know you in this time. That's true. You know, I I got to know your work and, and you have like such a cool, you know, surroundings, very cool friends, all like kind of free flowing. (laughs) Just like me, by the way. I can tell, I can tell. I know you don't know me (laughs) in my group, but (laughs) No, in the sense of like you have a bunch of people which seem very legit and real and they are just, Uh you know, themselves and they try to make the best out of it. Can you tell us a little bit about your circle of friends with whom you produce and and chill and make music and stuff?
1: Absolutely. I I was really lucky with them. I met um, a couple of friends when I was 19 before I was even I even had demos to put out, share with people. I was actually producing electronic music back then on GarageBand. Mm. which is like the starter program that you get on all Macs. You know what I mean? Correct, Correct. And uh, I met a few friends during that time who really changed everything. You know, these were Indian people that I knew personally who were holding themselves to very high standards musically, despite the fact that we're like, you, you don't necessarily need to, because there's not that many people, there's not that many people pushing for it here, I'd say. It's a smaller market than if we were in the West and like every other dude is a producer. You know what I mean? So the fact that they were holding themselves up to high standards was something very attractive to me. So I used to hang out with them a lot, have deeply philosophical discussions about the necessity of music, where genre is going, the the significance of genre, is it even important? And I used to really love that. Um, Yeah. Um, And I was eventually signed to a label by one of those, those people. His name is Akshay. Scientist label um called rec and now they're doing a bunch of other stuff but i was with them for i think a year and a half so when when i was with them i had access to their network which was fantastic and i met my own people through that network and they introduced me to other people and i picked people from there who i thought would be good collaborators musically and we just ended up spending time together so i feel like that was the first domino meeting them when i was 19 and then after that it just sort of took form because i was I really love being in those circles I used to talk to a lot of people. Yeah. And uh yeah. built built my own my own network through them.
0: Yeah, and like I think like the more you are with these people you realize these are your people and it's the mm. music is anyways going to be part of it but there's so much more that connects you.
1: Absolutely. You know? Yeah.
0: And yeah. and that's why you create even more amazing music because it's so there's no pressure. You just Exactly. Exactly. You know?
1: People are accepting, you know? Yeah, that's rare. Yeah. Should hold on to that. Especially for a musician.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, I find it also really interesting to see how the hip-hop scene, rapping in general, or music in general, and young Instagram people who can put out their work freely, how Mm. they changed in Mm. the last five to ten years. How do you feel like it changed? Because I can see huge change in the way they approach lyrics, in the way what they put out and everything. How do you feel about that?
1: I, I feel like everyone's super candid now. You know everyone's just really open with Mm. anything they want to say in a song even in india because hip-hop is like that it's always been path breaking in its content and people talk about uncomfortable things people talk about weird things in hip-hop you know people can say anything and with the whole instagram marketing music generation people have realized that there's a crowd for everything because so many artists who I I don't think they would have, if we were still like using the traditional A&R system from the 80s and everything where there was, there were scouts going around to restaurants and gigs and finding people and everything that would, the industry would be really different. There wouldn't be as much candor in what people are saying. Nowadays, people like, who do I name? I shouldn't name anyone. People can like make weird music and do anything they want, put any kind of lyrics on that. And because they know they can market it on Instagram and then chances are a few people in their following will like it, they'll share it with similar people. I think mm-hmm. people have just uh, been a lot more free, a lot more free with their content, the way they build their music, the production, the lyrics, everything's changed.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I feel like you is because a, the big one. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, because they don't also need somebody in particular anymore to put out their mm-hmm. content, you know?
1: Exactly. They can
0: just do it themselves. Yeah. They don't have to send thousand tapes to different records. That's labels. true.
1: That's true. They don't have to get signed by a label to necessarily have publicity. They can figure that out. Yeah. On their own. They're persistent. And they have yeah. a method and a marketing plan for releases. And they're innovative of how, with how they push it. Especially in this world yeah. where everyone's already getting jaded with reels and everything. You just have to be on your toes with the innovative ways. And then you'll have your opportunity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think like the way, for example, when I, when I hear your music or like also, it, how do you feel like, do you, are you afraid of going on stage when you are performing?
1: Not particularly now, mm-hmm. because I've realized that uh, I've realized a few things about performance after having done it a good few times. I was pretty terrified of, of it. Like, I'd say even four performances ago, I'm not that far from being comfortable with it, mm-hmm. but I'm also not completely over being frightened i'm still i still feel nervous and everything but i'd say four or five performances ago i was terrified mortified which mean which meant that i couldn't really express myself on stage i had to really break through that actively so but now i've learned a few things about stage performance it's made me a lot more comfortable with it um so as long as i'm well practiced i'm just in the zone i'm comfortable you know people are here to see to hear my that's the privilege to get on stage pumped
0: sorry your audio uh, was cut it was cut to hear your music then it was cut what did you say
1: (laughs) oh so i said no it's a privilege that people have come to hear my music so the least i can do is put on a show you know i get on stage when i go into it with that mindset i'm so happy to be there it just everything just goes right because the lyrics and everything are already memorized that's besides the point it's about creating an atmosphere that they can enjoy themselves and really being present
0: I really Stuff loved like that, it. I, I by the know. way, I really, really loved it because it really reminded me of the homies back, you know, in Benstown, like in Stuttgart, like the, mm. the, the like very old school hip hop. Oh, For yeah? me, it reminded me of very old school hip hop because it was very chill, and you have also the way you use your voice and vocals. It's very. Mm. It's not forced at all. It. I feel it's very. You know. Yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it is. I'm kind of shy. I think that comes across in the music. I'm not like, ah, look at me, you know.
0: Chill. You're very chill. I love yeah. it. Like, I love it. I mean, in general, I think it's just so interesting to talk to any creative person in general and also somebody who lives in Bangalore. And Because mm. I love Bangalore, by the way. Like, I really love it. And I think oh, yeah? it's, a, yeah, I love it so much. Okay, what do uh-huh. you think about Bangalore? Do you enjoy it as also being an entrepreneur?
1: I think it's really cool. I think there's a very much an entrepreneurial spirit in this city, for sure, because a lot of my friends have been doing some crazy innovative stuff with their, their companies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, they, they have companies, so that means they stepped out in the first place. So that, this city is unique for that, I feel. You know, I don't know if they're as enterprising and as open-minded in other places in India. So I think it's really cool to be here. Obviously, there are a few things that are a little bit tough to get around here. Certain things can be unpredictable with the traffic and the mobility and stuff, but I've gotten used to it. You know, as long as there's a wide buffer, everything is chill. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying it. The weather is fantastic. I live kind of far outside the city, far ish north, so I'm close to a lot of trees and everything, and I love it. Yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah,
0: that is. So but you were saying,
1: what do you love about it?
0: Me? So no, no. I just, I just love Bangalore. I mean.
1: I think, in general.
0: yeah, in general, like it's not so much. I love Chennai as well. I lived in Chennai for a year and a half.
1: Um, oh, crazy. I lived there for four years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, but like, I mean, yeah, you have more history of Chennai. I just went uh-huh. there because uh, after I, I settled in India. So I, I love Chennai as well. I do, I didn't care mm. about the climate. But Bangalore has a very unique vibe, I think, also for a very progressive young generation. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's a good platform.
1: There's a space for it. Which is awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And like, you know, I mean, we talked so much about your music already. So we also want to have some other opinions about your life. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. so we do something um, uh, called the Random Four. Okay. And the Random Four are four very random questions where we, can, okay. where we ask you something and you can just think about it. Sweet. And,
1: like, I love random. I love everything random.
0: Perfect. All right. Then your first random four question is, if you think about or reflect upon the time in the past where you felt a little lost, you were young, you were maybe insecure or whatever, sad, heartbroken, if you could go back to that time and give yourself an advice when you were younger, Mm. what advice
1: would that be? What advice would it be? I would sit myself down and I would say, stop thinking so much. There's no point. (laughs) There's no point thinking so much. That's like, I I used to, I wasn't like an over, okay, I was an overthinker. Let's be honest. When I was 20, 19, everything, I was like trying to prototype and ideate my life so that everything was perfect. I had to be the perfect person, you know? Make sure that every small interaction is perfect. Don't give anyone the wrong impression, even by a micro expression on your faces. I had a bit of a phase like that. So I think if I had met myself back then, I would be like, you know, be your chill self. Because I would oscillate between calm and thinking too much. Calm and thinking too much. I was like, just, dude, you're not obligated to be, like, worried about shit in general. Just live your life. No one, you have nothing to prove to anyone. That was a big thing. I would say that. I would have been so much more comfortable in my own skin if I knew that back then.
0: Damn. Mm. And do you think that it is because you were also very much exposed to the Western culture that you had that pressure?
1: Yeah. Most definitely completely because I would compare myself to musicians in the West. Mm. And, uh, <clears throat> I think it's a good thing to have high standards, but not at the cost of your own mental piece, because I would compare myself to guys who'd been doing it for like 10 years. First of all, ridiculous comparison, right? You can't, it's not realistic. Mm. I would compare myself to people like Frank Ocean and stuff when I didn't even have one demo out on SoundCloud. <laughs> that makes no sense. Now, <laughs> if I'm really feeling like comparing which I I just, in general, I think it's bad because it squashes originality. Um, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't do it now. Mm -hmm. But like back then, yeah, I was just constantly comparing myself to Daniel Caesar and Frank Ocean and all these people and uh, Brockhampton and stuff. And they've been doing this a while. They've really made good. So obviously it's debilitating to compare yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Not realistic, so you have you, to give yourself the time
0: So you basically compared yourself the most when it comes to m- musical uh, paths Like you didn't compare yourself so much about he's better in school Or he has longer hair or he has oh, I didn't care. Marco Polo shirt <laughs> Yeah, that's good, but at least that you know. Yeah, because...
1: yeah, that's true I mean, I did a bit of the money comparing stuff Because I grew up in a very like rich people's school But I was I was there because my mom was a teacher I wasn't there because my like. I could pay the full fee or whatever, right? That was super expensive. But uh, yeah, while I was there, I kind of compared myself to them a little bit just because I was learning about wealth, but I don't think that was unhealthy. It was just like, hmm, I wonder what this is. You know, understanding how money works. If you have a lot of money, you get to have these things. If you don't, you don't. Stuff like that, just understanding it. Mm. But yeah, it never really bothered me too much. I wasn't really too bothered with the academic... uh, prowess. I wanted excellence, but I didn't want to be like, ooh, I'm like SAT topper, go to the go to an Ivy League school, put a plaque on my wall type person. You know, there yeah. were a lot of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I think that um, peer pressure, it doesn't matter about what yeah. it is. Peer pressure is something I think I would advise myself if I have to go back, like in a sense of like, um, I never fall for peer pressure. Like, in a mm. sense of, I didn't that's care awesome. much. Yeah, yeah that's but, so cool. But I think peer pressure is influencing you highly in everything you do. In the mm. sense of, like, people telling you what to wear, how to... Or you do it on yourself. You're inflicting it on yourself, thinking, I have to be like that person. Or look right. or speak or act or sing or yeah, like that person, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's a big yeah. problem, I think. You cannot be... Oh, for sure. Mm.
1: I think I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's, a, it's an age thing, though, to be honest, because I outgrew it. I agree. Like over the last year, so it's very newly outgrown. But nowadays, I just don't wake up thinking about whether or not I'm as good as some dude that I've never met who lives in England or the States or something. That used to be a big thing. Mm,
0: mm.
1: So I think with time, you just realize that people want originality. There's no authenticity to your work unless it's really you. Mm. You're not trying to sound like someone else. There's influences and there's trying to sound like people and there's a difference, you know. So I never crossed over into trying to sound like someone because I had good counsel, I'm lucky that way. But uh, yeah, it's a fine line.
0: Yeah, but that's that's really, that's an amazing advice, I think. I think overthinking is something we all do and I'm really one of them and I'm still. I get you. I get
1: you. No, 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 I still do about other things every now and then. So,
0: no, but it is a great advice, really, for everybody. Like, sometimes it's just like let it go and just don't think about it so much. Yeah.
1: And, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, people deserve mental peace, I think.
0: For sure. They need it.
1: And you have to choose that for yourself. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm not going to get into this with myself right now. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. The, the, okay. So, the second question, awesome answer, by the way. I love it. Um, second question is, um, <laughs> this is interesting, what advice did you receive in the past, which you would never, ever pass on?
1: Mm, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one.
0: You can just think about it.
1: <laughs> no, 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 I got it.
0: Oh, already? Wow. <sighs>
1: The thing is, I don't know about never, I might say it in some situations, but some advice that I've never been able to pay attention to and that I feel like I would not give other people Mm -hmm. because I know that everyone has a different journey is wait. I've been told to wait in the past. Sometimes it made sense, but I'm still glad that my my work came out the way it did, even if it wasn't perfect in every way, because I know the the alternative. To that you know my work has come out a certain way i know people whose work is just sitting and it just never ever gets released you know and that's worse in my opinion you do your best within a, a realistic time frame make sure that before you even think about a release date you're satisfied with your work that's good advice but after everything is done when when i was getting advice from a few people we'd be nitpicking and everything and they would be like wait 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 and I don't know. I feel like you have to have wisdom in that. I don't know if I would give people the advice to wait, especially if they're a musician, because emotion is so fleeting. The way you feel about your own songs, fleeting, it changes. So like while you're feeling it, you should do everything to do with the song while you're feeling it, is my opinion at this moment. Because if you don't make the marketing plan while you think the song is, is amazing, you, it's going to be colored by that. You're not going to be ambitious. You're not going to shoot your shot properly. You'll just be like, yeah, whatever. I'll just put it out." So I don't know. I feel like advice that I may not pass on to other people is wait. I tell them to go.
0: This is so great because this is really something I, I actually like. I mean nobody gave me the advice to wait anything, but I mean I'm not a music producer, but I'm just recording with my iPhone and
1: mm. But you have your channel and you've been putting out covers or are the originals?
0: No, uh, most of, like I maybe I have one, one cover. I only do Oh, one, fantastic. Yeah. I only That's do. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I have a piano, I'm, uh-huh. but I'm not a music producer, but I'm just like the, this waiting thing. I always thought like, I don't have to be perfect. I love Jay Shetty also. And I, I like listen mm. a lot to Jay Shetty and read about him. And he also okay. said, like, you, like you said, you don't have to wait until perfection. You don't have to look for perfection. Like yeah. do it as good as you can.
1: Mm.
0: And it's all right. It doesn't have to, you know, you
1: can grow. Yeah, exactly. You can grow. Exactly. You don't have to start off perfect. That just doesn't happen. Honestly, like the reason I have so much to say about this is because I've had a good few conversations with friends who've been in the other spot where they're just waiting and waiting and waiting and they never put out their work. And it's a shame because people would have enjoyed it. That's how I feel about it. You know, like I started out and there's things I would have done differently about my first project, but I'm glad it came out that way because a friend of mine. She, she was really honest with uh, what she said one day. And she said that some people like to see the growth, the growth. They know that you did your best at that time. And they like to see a trajectory, like to see you grow as an artist. That's organic. It's cool.
0: So true. And, you know, yeah. it, I, I feel the same way about the podcast. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Yeah. Because I'm is is a new venture, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, come on, we don't even have 100 followers yet. You know what I mean? It's maybe Uh only seven or eight or 10 days old. So it Uh is like, this is where it starts. Yeah. I mean, from three people and then to 10 and then to 15 Mm -hmm. and now to 96 or whatever. But it's, it's like, I was, I could have thought with my, my crew, oh, let's wait, let's wait. But the thing is, I, I asked so many people around the world and they were all game. And I always tell them, we are just started recording. I'm not even saying we are an established <laughs> company, you know. And they're all game. They're all game because they like the cause, And it's so great. <laughs> you know? Exactly.
1: It's probably because they know you, right? They know that it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. And some of them don't know me.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, actually, I think 90%, I don't know.
1: But they've... Said yes.
0: Yeah, they are just like... That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Because I told, like, what is the purpose of it? And it is about, like I told everywhere, like, it's about exploring with me and my crew. Like, we want to explore just ordinary people because everyone has their own... Journey, you know what I mean? And and, and
1: it's unique. And it yeah? is
0: unique. And I think that many podcasts or shows are just for the toppers of Instagram or the toppers of the world. But there are so many people who are not the toppers, but they're mm. they're crazily interesting and they're so talented. Yeah,
1: they're, exactly. Mm. I see what you mean.
0: And and the people and doing it in their own way exactly. their and, own way. Yeah. And, and most it's of them are
1: worth hearing the story just as much as anyone else. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Like and and when I tell them exactly that quest their mm-hmm. game because it's not about the fame or it's not about anything i mean i will try my best to make it as <laughs> as as great and as uh, growing as possible but, it, but it's not the
1: utmost priority okay
0: the priority is basically to you know just uh, share the story as good as possible and make it accessible mm. and available and mm. you know presentable and yeah it, i love that that's so
1: authentic you know yeah you might hear something really real on this from time to time which is a,
0: Dope. All the time. See, even All with you, even, even with you. See? Uh-huh. No, I mean, it's so nice. Like people are like, yeah, I really love it. And like what you said is so true. Don't wait. And this is exactly so accurate right now because of like even this project or my music, yeah. your music. And even for upcoming musicians and youngsters who are sitting in their garage right now or their basement mm. doing like, yeah, this is dope. Mm. Take mm. it out there in the world. Micah
1: says. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's exciting, man. This is, this is, a, this is your world. You to dominate.
0: Yeah. I don't know
1: about dominate, but like do well in, I would say. Because like, yeah, I was sleeping in a studio uh, a year and a half ago. No, no, no. This is more than that. More, this is about two years ago now. I was sleeping in a studio for a few months because I was living in Bangalore. I couldn't get my own place. So it's my friend's apartment. At the label headquarters, I was sleeping in the studio because the rent was low and I could work on my music. It was great. To be honest, I loved it, but I didn't have windows. Okay. I was living like in a place where I didn't know what time it was. I couldn't hear anything from outside. I kind of loved it. I always slept in super late because I didn't know that the sun had risen. <laughs> but uh I feel like even at that point, because of the fact that there were so many people that believed in me and they weren't like, oh my gosh, you need to be like you need to be freaking uh, Drake level or something to even get started. That got me going. You know, that was so encouraging. Put, put out a demo on SoundCloud even. Doesn't even have to be a huge deal. Just get it going. Because that dopamine rush, when you finally realize that you have something that's your own, it'll, it'll snowball. That's what I realized.
0: That is so true.
1: Yeah. It's fun.
0: I love that you've been like, Living in the studio, I love that
1: <laughs> it was it, fun it was
0: pretty cool. It's pretty cool, actually, really cool yeah i I mean, like like I said, very soon you guys you will hear a collaboration with me and Micah and we got, indeed it's german english German
1: English hip hop with the harmonies and everything <laughs> it'll be lit
0: yeah yeah, you'll see uh that that was really amazing that was a like I love everything you say, so now the third one. The third one of the random question is, Mm -hmm. it's actually very relevant. (laughs) So um, I think most of the people in the world are pretty, you know, overcritical, not only when they're like making music or whatever, in general, about any Mm. topic it could be. Right. So being overcritical, I feel like is something we all have in one way or the other. Right. And, what would what advice would you give to people, or could you give to it people because you yourself been overcritical you yourself had to go through mm. overcoming this? what advice would you give people super in any relevant. yeah, yeah mm. super relevant like what advice would you give people to kind of trying to work on being so overcritical in any field of their life
1: How to work around it
0: or letting yeah anything
1: just so I, I don't know, I hope I don't sound generic when I say this, but just with anything that you're doing if you find yourself criticizing yourself too much there's in all probability this this might be a weird tip but there's as many people who are doing it better than you than people who are just getting started and they don't have as much as you you know with with most of these things even the first step to publicize your art on instagram something i know i'm talking about art but this could be about anything um that first step is a step that a lot of people haven't even taken so you can encourage yourself with that you know it starts with that at any point so if you're being overly critical to the point where you're choking yourself not letting any creativity come out really for me it's been about doing doing my best and leaving the rest to god i know that sounds like something some uncle in church would say but honestly i just i just do my absolute best and then i pray in humility that this will go the way I wanted it doesn't necessarily every time but it's been good in retrospect you know there's been a lot of blessing and it's been really good with the musical journey and uh yeah I think you just have to do your best and go for it shoot your shot because regret is worse than freaking like doing it and maybe not being perfect
0: absolutely
1: yeah Yeah. regret eats away at people
0: absolutely yeah yeah i really i really agree like yeah mm. do your best and hope on hope for for the best kind of thing like um just mm. do whatever you can do the rest is not really up to you isn't it
1: <laughs> exactly there's no point thinking about it so much i think people young people feel obligated to like in so many ways nowadays because we all know everything because of social media and everything mm. um so young people just feel obligated like they don't feel like they're allowed to just have a good time and relax. You know what I mean? Mm. Everyone's stressed,
0: mm.
1: and I, I'm, I'm saying this from a very personal spot because I, I'm I am there a lot of the time. But ever since I've been living on my own in Bangalore and taking care of things on my own, I realize you know you have to be nice to yourself. So yeah, yeah. You can be like I don't. I'm not obligated anyway. I can relax. I can enjoy this evening. So that's been something that's nice. And that's
0: so crazy. I think it's because of that instant gratification thing that we are always stressed,
1: Mm. you know, Mm -hmm.
0: because you're always going on social media or checking or this and that. And then it's like you don't really have any obligation, but you feel obligated.
1: Exactly, exactly. You have no obligation to any of these people, but you go on and you see like 250 people's lives in five second snippets. And it's your mind is just like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? comparing and everything else. This is,
0: I think, a very, very important, relevant and super difficult topic, because if Mm -hmm. you are promoting your own music or your own art in general, or you're just interested in a certain art form and you use Instagram, for example, you are so easily drawn to get sucked into a very unhealthy relationship with it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a dopamine cool, and everyone's like freaking out. It's the greatest feeling ever. I won't lie. It's great because your work is being appreciated. So it's a delicate balance between that and like just constantly scrolling and thinking about things that you don't need to put your, put into your mind. Did you also have problems
0: at a certain point that you overused it and you overdid it and you over over as I gave it so much value? Mm. Um, so.
1: I did. I did have a point during lockdown last year. Before that, I never had that problem, despite the fact with the music and everything. I wasn't too obsessed with social media because I think my life was just interesting. You know, there were things happening. I was meeting good friends, I was talking to musicians and stuff. Um, Generally just traveling from Ponty to Bangalore and back again. And uh, yeah, I I wasn't too concerned with the social media thing, but during lockdown last year when I started to release my own projects, I realized how much these freaking numbers mean on these social media platforms. So I started thinking of the whole thing in terms of numbers and marketing and how many pictures a week I should put up. Every third post has to be a music post. So, yeah, that was a bit like I I was bordering on unhealthy because it was just so much time going into it. Yeah. But besides that, it's been good. Yeah. Hasn't been too extreme at any point.
0: But I mean, everybody, I think, came to that point at once, especially in the lockdown when you're only on your phone. And mm. I, it, you know, it's like, yeah, it's really You've been there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> I very, <laughs> yeah, of course. And I very often also don't use social media for weeks. I just mm. uninstalled the app or something like that, you know.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. From, I'm going stretches without even opening Instagram now. And it's been interesting. Yeah, right. I haven't gone as long as you. I haven't done weeks yet, but mm. I see what you mean.
0: The longest was a month.
1: Wow. But How's that?
0: Yeah, it is funny, no, that it, it, something what was not even part of our lives. I mean, I was born 90. I don't know when you were born. When you uh
1: 97.
0: So 97. Yeah. I'm seven years older to you, is it? Oh my
1: god. Apparently.
0: Damn boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> not all that much. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, okay, cool. I will lie now. I was by, born '97 as well, so uh, when I was born in '97, you know, um, yeah, you know,
1: keep it natural for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you mean. So
0: this this was not this was not even like uh like this was not even a topic, and now it is really a big topic to do something called detoxing. In, like, uh, social media detox and all of this. And it's because
1: people are talking about mental health
0: now. Yeah. Yeah, because it is all connected. Um, and, yeah. like, when I did this for one month, I actually felt a lot better. But the thing is, you are so much more productive. It, you will realize this because we are spending so much time scrolling, even for seconds, and it will mm-hmm. add up. But also, the clutter that we have consuming all of this. You know what I mean? So I was immensely more productive. Immense.
1: Exactly. Because you can just jump from one task to another and you're not like wondering, oh, do I need to check on these 250 people now? You know, in between your your work Mm. during the day. Mm. So yeah, I would imagine it would just clear up your mind. You can just focus, zone in on things, really do your best.
0: Exactly. Okay, so then we have one more very interesting question from the Random Four, which is... If you could influence the entire world to practice one single thing every day, what would it be and why?
1: I would encourage everyone in the world when they wake up, I know this is a luxury, not everyone has this, they're busy people, but when everyone wakes up just to have 10 minutes of just like nothing so that your mind has a chance to settle, that's helped me a lot even if it's a little bit of time, it doesn't have to be journaling or anything of that extent, but just 10 minutes, it helps people be themselves. They can wake up and think about the fact that they are them and the basic realities of the world and everything, and then move on from there. Everything doesn't feel as scattered. I feel like that's that's good, for, especially for our generation. Because uh, I,
0: yeah, I, I've
1: uh, had uh, friends over, I've stayed at their houses and everything, and often the first thing that people do when they wake up, and I don't do this intentionally because I think it's a bit too much for me. But the first thing they do when they wake up is pick up their phone and start looking at notifications, and it's always the most random stuff. Like who knows what you're going to see. I I personally can't expose myself to that first thing in the morning anymore. You know,
0: that's great. Yeah,
1: maybe I I think that would be my one piece of advice:
0: no technology and like taking a moment alone.
1: Mm. Just like 10 minutes in the morning, you can be content with whatever, you know, stand on your balcony, look at a tree, like 10 minutes. <laughs> so nice. Yeah.
0: That is so true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, like nature, even living in the city, I think we can somehow connect Absolutely. to the air, to the trees, to the plants, mm. Mm. I don't know, to the rain, mm. you know, and I think it helps. It does. You love nature, you're told, right?
1: Uh, I, did I say that?
0: In the sense of like you enjoy it to live outskirts in the, oh. in the trees and peace, and
1: I do, I do. That's changed though, it hasn't always been that way, but I definitely do. <laughs> same yeah, <with> me. <laughs> yeah,
0: you've gotten to the same like spot that. now. No, I, so, I, I mean, I want to actually find a place in the outskirts because I'm more and more connected to having more space when i where i live Mm, mm, mm. you know even though i love the city and i'm a city person Mm -hmm. i don't know about you
1: i am as well i know you mean Mm. it's the same transition for me that just happened yeah i was before this i was living in kormangla like yeah i was living in kormangla like 300 meters from forum Mm -hmm. on the kormangla side so it was right in the thick of everything and i loved it it was a lot of fun i was everything was walking distance a lot of party spots are walking distance. But now I've uh, made it such that all the delinquents will have to make more of an effort if they want to come and party and everything. So everything's a bit more rare. It's more spaced out. It's nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, do you feel like maybe you needed that to be even more creative?
1: I didn't feel like I needed it for creativity as such. I needed it for, for just general mental peace and productivity because, yeah, it's just... There's. If you want to see a friend, you have to be intentional about it. I have to, like, plan it now if I want to see a friend. Not all of them are just around. So Mm -hmm. when I do meet them, it's really special. Really enjoy our time together. If I want to go to a studio, I have to plan that. It's not like Mm -hmm. everyone just calls each other at 8 p.m. and then you all end up at each other's places, you know? Yeah. It's what it used to be for a long time for me. It was about four or five nights a week I would just be hanging, hanging with the peeps.
0: That is really great. I really love that. It seems like that you actually really implemented a lot of new things in the last maybe two years of your life. Yeah,
1: for sure. Mm. For sure. Mm. The last six months, especially.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Really? Huge
1: changes. Yeah. I think that's why I've been lucky enough to learn some things from them. It's not been been the easiest, but moving to Bangalore from Pondy, letting go of all the safeguards, no family around to protect me and pay for everything I want and everything. My savings have now run out from my old jobs and I have to really be serious. about it. So it's, a lot has changed. So I feel like it's making me wiser, which I'm really grateful about. But uh, yeah, it's been a huge step in the right direction, I, th- I believe. Mm.
0: That is really, really amazing. And like, you know what? We should actually do a, like an episode one day where we actually talk about different projects that you have you know, because I like different tracks and different projects and different arts that you put out there, Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's also super interesting to kind of dive into different pieces that you created and and talk about how was, how was that happening? How did it start? Mm. Where was it? And about what is it? And what Mm. is the message or something? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like it's so nice when you listening to an artist and he expresses and kind of gives hints about the creation of that piece
1: mm. you know mm. i see what you mean it's yeah, interesting to hear about the process right
0: yeah yeah and also to get to know because i really love your music
1: thank you thank you so much and
0: everybody should really please check it out i mean any which any any which ways i'm pretty sure everybody will and um but it is really good and i really love it and um i'm so happy that we so randomly met actually i know
1: that was a great night. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm glad. It you was met. really good. You had that really cool light up jacket, which I've never seen anyone have <laughs> before or after. Never seen yeah. this. In my life It's dope.
0: <laughs> and the like, thing wow. is, um, I never really wear this. Maybe the second time in years that I worn this.
1: It was a good night, night to wear. It.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Amazing
1: awesome
0: ah, micah it was so nice to meet you actually time so flies no? you, baby. it's been an hour and it feels like 10 minutes actually you
1: know, and... it really does mm-hmm.
0: yeah like 20 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah so micah thank you so so much for like taking your time and i i mean i wish you that you're gonna you you're know very welcome. exactly pursue what you already found and you're such a an amazing progressive young thank man thank you and really thank you for having me we're gonna see you. of course
1: <laughs> i'm glad this happened i don't think you mentioned it that time but i'm glad you, i'm glad you hit me up about it
0: yeah, yeah no, we... i
1: don't know if this was even an idea by then but yeah
0: it was an idea for two years but Ooh. not
1: really hmm. you came
0: to the right time you know the universe absolutely worked out
1: that's fact